0: And Brother Shane is going to come, and I want him just to uh, let the Lord have his way this morning. Praise God. Praise God. Isn't God good this morning? Amen. Why don't we just give a hand clap of praise to the Lord? He's so good. He's so powerful. He's so mighty. And Lord, we lift you up and we praise you. We exalt you. We magnify your holy name. Come on, let's just praise him for a minute to... We magnify your name this morning, Jesus. We enter your gates with thanksgiving, God. We enter your courts with praise, Lord. And we come to bless your name. We come to praise your name. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve this morning. Amen? Amen. He's mighty every day. And I'm thankful for that. Hallelujah. I want to join with everybody else and tell Grandma happy birthday. Amen. We love her so much. We're glad that... God's allowed her a hundred years so far on this earth earth, and we're believing for many more. If you would turn with me in your Bible to John chapter 3, verse 16, a very familiar portion of scripture that many may be able to quote, and then we'll go to Romans chapter 8. John chapter 3, verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And then 17 says, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And Romans 8 and 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. God, we thank you for your word. We know that your word is anointed. God, I pray that you would anoint your messenger right now, Jesus. Hide me under the shadow of your cross, I pray in the name of Jesus. And let, Lord Jesus, your word go as a target, God. And let it hit that target, I pray. And let it go as an arrow that hits the target, Lord Jesus. And let that heart be opened, I pray. In Jesus' name, to your word. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray all these things. In Jesus' name, somebody said amen. 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 You may be seated. Hallelujah. I'm going to start off with a little story here just to tell you where I'm going this morning. There was a man by the name of Kyle McDonald, who was a Canadian, who this is a very amazing story. He, he was without a job. Essentially, he had no money, and his girlfriend was floating his rent, yet he wanted to own a house. And so this man, they said, you know, the only thing that he had really to give was one red Paperclip. He he decided to offer the red paperclip on a Craigslist exchange for something, uh, for anything else that he could get. And so there was a girl in Vancouver, British Columbia, that responded, and she offered him a fish pin in exchange for his paperclip. So he traded the fish pin for a doorknob, and the doorknob for a camping stove, the camping stove for a generator. And then the generator for a neon sign. And Kyle just continued his online exchanges. Matter of fact, there was 14 of them that he made. He continued to exchange uh, until he landed, uh, one of his exchanges for it was for a job, and he landed a small acting job that, it, that he exchanged eventually for a house. He began with one little red paperclip, and 14 exchanges later, he received a house. Now, that might be an amazing story of how that all transpired, of some incredible changes that took, exchanges that took place. But there is a much greater exchange recorded in the Scripture, and we're going to get there in just a few moments. So this morning, I want to preach on this. The great exchange. The great exchange. Hallelujah. So we're just going to build the foundation this morning, and we'll get somewhere. You see, it was because of one man, Adam, who fell to temptation. We know that sin entered into the world and condemned humanity to a physical death. And when Adam and Eve sinned, they caused several things to happen in the spiritual and in the physical world. Their disobedience brought death into the world. And when sin entered into the garden, that physical death also entered into the lives of God's human creation. James 1 and 15 says, Then when lust hath conceived... It bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. You see, when sin is finished, it always brings forth death. Amen. No longer was man going to live forever on earth. But now sin had interrupted that perfect plan of God. But God had us. He still had a plan. He still has a plan today, amen, for a life to live forever, for a person to live forever. But sin will always and still separates us from the perfect plan of God for you and for my life. Amen? Amen. No, we will, we will not live uh, forever in our flesh. We know that. Because of what Adam did, we're not going to live forever in our flesh. But our soul is going to live forever somewhere. Either in heaven, which we like to talk about, or in that place we don't like to talk about hell. One or the other, our soul is going to live somewhere forever. Forever. But we know that when we allow sin to infiltrate our lives, it prevents God's plan from being fulfilled within our lives. Amen. Adam and Eve saw themselves as sinners when they took forth bites out of that fruit, whatever that fruit was. They saw themselves immediately. Condemnation entered into the lives of mankind when they, began, when they took of what God said not to have. Genesis 3 and 7, we can see that. And the eyes of them, talking about Adam and Eve, both were opened. And they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. They saw that they were naked. And because of their condemnation, they tried to cover themselves. They tried to cover it up and say, hey, it's just like it always was. Their hearts and their conscience let them know that they had messed up. they immediately knew when they sinned that things were not the same anymore. Genesis 3 and 8 says, And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. After they did what they shouldn't and let sin come in, they hid themselves from the presence of God. Their condemnation kept them from walking with God. It's the same way today. Condemnation will keep you from the presence of God. The enemy would like to make you walk out of this place today feeling condemned in your heart and in your mind like you can't make it, you can't do it. It's the same old trick. Amen. Even though they had sinned and they were hiding from God, God still went to the garden to meet them. I'm telling you this morning that it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter your mistakes. It doesn't matter your past. God has come into this place. I have already felt the presence of God in this place. And I feel a little resistance from the enemy right now. But I know in the name of Jesus that God is breaking through. God is going to break through every barrier. God is going to break through every wall. God is going to break through every chain that the enemy has tried to attach to you. Because I believe in the Holy Ghost uh, that when you walk out of this place, uh, you're not going to walk in the same way that you came. Uh, Your head's not going to be down. But in the name of Jesus, uh, when you walk out, you will realize that you're a child of the King. You will realize that you've been bought with the price. You will you'll realize that the blood of Jesus is for you today. It wasn't a yesterday thing but it's a today thing and God is ready to release you from your past. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place right now. But condemnation would like to keep you held in your seat and held down. But may I remind you today that grace and mercy was always on God's mind. Even after sin entered into the garden, God knew that His plan of redemption had just been activated. There was still a plan of God for your life and for my life. Hallelujah. There was a great exchange that was made. His grace was released at the cross for the sin of humanity. The Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians 12 and 9 that God had told him, My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly will I rather glory in my infirmities. That the power of Christ may rest upon me. I'm telling you in Jesus' name. That that same grace that Paul felt is in this house this morning. And his grace is sufficient this morning for you. His grace is what you need this morning. And God is here to pour it out upon you. He doesn't care what your mistakes are. He doesn't care how bad of a person you are or you think that you are. He looks at your sin and my sin, and he simply says, This, uh, my grace uh, is sufficient. Uh, my, my, my son, my daughter, my grace is sufficient for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He looks at your sin and he looks at my sin, and his blood is bigger. Hallelujah. 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 No matter what it is, he says, I've got that covered. I did it at Calvary's cross. I've got that covered. I've already covered it with my blood. His grace is not dependent on what other people say or think about you. Amen. We all have people in our past that have seen us at our worst. Right? And the devil would like to get you caught up in that thinking. That they know what you've done. And they're going to think that you're a fake or you're a hypocrite because what you're trying to do now and and receive the grace that God has for you in your life. The fact is this. Your past is your past. Amen. For some, your past mistakes, maybe they were right before you walked in the doors to this church this morning. Maybe. But your past is still your past. Amen condemnation is trying its best to make you quit, to make you give up. It's trying to keep you oppressed. It's trying to keep you depressed. And it's trying to keep you compressed. But I'm trying to tell somebody in the Holy Ghost this morning, I believe. God wanted me to convince somebody in this house this morning. I know in the Holy Ghost that His grace is sufficient for you. Once you ask for the forgiveness of God, when you ask Him to forgive your sins, His blood is greater and the blood of the Lamb is ready to wash every sin away. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. I'm not saved by my works because all of the good that I could ever do would not be good enough. I'm not saved by my works. Everything that I could do that's good for humanity. I was recently talking to somebody in the Bible, study and he said, well, what about what about the good works? What about those? How does that? No, none of that's going to cover my past, but the blood of Jesus will. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm not saying this morning that that uh, grace, grace gives you a pass in life and you don't have to make any changes in your life. That's not what the Word of God says. Right. Titus 2, 11 through 13 says, for the, grace of, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, comma, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. It's the grace of God that brings salvation that teaches us that we're to live holy, right? So we don't just get a pass. 2 Corinthians 7, six and 17 says, uh, it says this: "Wherefore come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. It's the grace of God. That helps us to obey that command. Amen. But the good news is. When you surrender your will to the will of God. You're not doing this thing alone. You're not all by yourself. It's impossible for you. And you alone. To fix all of your problems. It's impossible for you to fix all of your issues. But when you bring God into the equation. It changes things. When we repent. And we ask God to forgive us. He loves us so much that He comes in with the power of His blood and He releases us from condemnation. His love still conquers the shame in our lives. My God is still today the God of grace and He still steps in the middle of our messes. That's the kind of God that He is. 1 Corinthians 10 and 13 says, There hath no temptation taken you But such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Is anybody thankful for a faithful God this morning? God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. But will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you might be able to bear it. Amen. My Bible tells me that he will never leave me nor forsake me. My Bible tells me that he would never put more upon me than I could bear. Hallelujah for every trial that I go through and every mess that I make this morning. God said that he would provide me a way of escape. I don't care what you're going through this morning. It doesn't matter what the enemy may be putting even in your mind right now. God has already prepared a way of escape for you this morning. I believe in the Holy Ghost that God is going to fill you with the power of his spirit in a greater way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's not going to quit on you. Just because you made a mistake, God will not quit on you. The Bible says that He has loved us from the foundation of the world. He loved me enough to go to Calvary's cross. He loved me when He filled me with the power of the Spirit. He loved me enough when He took me back and and restored my relationship with Him when I made a mistake. He loved me yesterday and I'm just crazy enough to believe this morning and I'm convinced uh, that he loves me still today. Greater love hath no man than this. Uh, I'm thankful that I have a Savior like that. He could love me when I was a sinner. If he could love me when I was a sinner, then every time that I fail I know that his love is there reaching out to me over and over again. Paul said in Ephesians 3, 7-8, Whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God unto me by the effectual working of his power. Unto me who am less than the least of all the saints in disgrace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. The mighty great apostle that we put on a pedestal. He looked at himself and he said that he looked at himself as the least of all the saints. But the grace of God made the difference. You might look at yourself as the least. And that's often how I look at myself. But the grace of God. But because God has been so good, I can stand not in my own ability, but I can stand with the power of Almighty God backing me up knowing that I'm a child of the King. I can stand knowing that I'm an ambassador of Christ. I can stand in His stead but for the grace of God. The reason why a lot of people are not walking in the Spirit is they are living in condemnation, even this morning. We're not living convinced that we are forgiven. And Some of us are living with the fact that we sinned last year, we sinned last month, we sinned yesterday, we sinned this morning. Come on. You know what we need to do this morning? Because God's going to help us. We need to get over it. And quit living life with condemnation. We repent and start living convinced that Jesus paid it all. Amen. Jesus paid it all. Last Sunday, I was preaching a little bit about our mindset. And I'm going to go back there just for a moment right now. Because we need a renewing of our mind to remind ourselves that Jesus is where it's all at. It's not in us. But Jesus already paid it all. Romans 12 and 2 says, Be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We need a renewing of our thought life. Come on. I need and you need a renewing of your thought life. Hallelujah. The devil would like to try to keep you hung up on your past and hung up on negative things that are happening around you. And all the reasons why we can't live for God. But there's two ways to live, to look at life. There's two ways to look at life. And you know it's simple. You either have a a full glass perspective or you're looking at things as the glass is always half full and everything's just kind of not right and difficult. We can be positive or negative. There's a lot of negativity in our world right now. We're supposed to be the positive ones, right? We know that faith empowers God to work. And fear and negativity empowers the devil. So it's up to us to make the choice. What are we going to choose to be? And what are we going to choose to say and do with our lives? There's always a choice. Brother Pat, help me for a minute. I want to read this poem to you. I used this a couple years ago, I think, but I want to read it this morning. It's a poem. I want you to read it with me. Stay with me to the very end and you'll know that I'm not reading something negative. It says, I am very ugly. So don't try to convince me that I'm a very beautiful person. Because at the end of the day, I hate myself in every single way. And I'm not going to lie to myself by saying there's beauty inside of me that matters. So rest assured, I will remind myself that I am worthless. I'm a worthless, terrible person. And nothing you say will make me believe I still deserve love. Because no matter what, I am not good enough to be loved. And I am in no position to believe that. Beauty does exist within me. Because whenever I look in the mirror, I always think, am I as ugly as people say? Now, you can look at that two ways. Or you can read it like this from the bottom to the top. Am I as ugly as people say? Because whenever I look in the mirror, I always think beauty does exist within me. And I am in no position to believe that. I am not good enough to be loved because no matter what, I still deserve love. I am good enough to be loved because no matter what, I still deserve love. And nothing you say will make me believe that I am worthless. I'm a worthless, terrible person. So rest assured, I will remind myself there is beauty inside of me that matters. And I'm not going to lie to myself by saying I hate myself in every single way. Because at the end of the day, I am a very beautiful person so don't try to convince me that I'm, very, that I'm very ugly. You can look at life one way or the other. It's either a full glass or just a half glass. And the enemy of your soul would like you to be negative and stay in that half glass realm. He would like you to see things in a negative light. Because he's trying to keep you focused on your past and the negative things that have happened in your past. But this morning, I say again in the Holy Ghost, we need a renewing of our minds. We need to remember Philippians four and thirteen. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Everything the devil's telling you that you're that's impossible to you to do. Amen. You can do every one of those things with the power of God helping you with the strength of Christ that's inside of you. You can. But you've got to get an I can mentality to see that can take place. That can will turn into a will when you begin to say, hey, with God it's possible. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. We cannot allow the devil to rob us this morning. We cannot allow ourselves to dwell on the past mistakes. We're going to have to let the past go this morning and let God come in and do what he wants to do. Someone says, said when the past calls don't answer, let it go to voicemail and then delete the message. Somebody this morning needs to delete the message from the enemy. The enemy's been leaving you some, some calling you a whole lot lately. Amen. He's been wanting you to pick up the phone a whole lot lately. And maybe you've just been strong enough to let that go by and it hit the voicemail. Now it's time this morning to delete it from your memory. It's time to delete that and say, my past is my past. The blood of Jesus has already taken my past. It's taken care of it. When I went down in the waters, if you've been there, in the name of Jesus, my past was gone. And devil, you keep trying to retrieve. You're fishing for something that you can't find because the blood of Jesus has already covered my past. So I'm deleting the message this morning from the enemy. And I'm going to stand with a prophet, Micah, that said in Micah 7 and 8, uh, Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. When I fall, uh, I shall arise. Uh, When I sit in darkness, uh, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Uh, Come on, somebody, right now, the enemy, he's been rejoicing. uh, But it's time for you this morning to say, "Oh, enemy, you're not going to have that pleasure over me anymore. In the name of Jesus, uh, I say rejoice not against me. Come on, somebody, quote the scripture right now. Rejoice not against me me oh my enemy when i fall i shall arise and when i sit in that dark place when i sit in darkness the lord shall be a light unto me oh thank you jesus and we already read it in our text there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in christ jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit hallelujah you've got to walk after the spirit this morning the spirit is calling you this morning hallelujah we look at our text and we say, yeah, okay. But I want to I I tell you this morning that was written to born-again believers. People who knew what it was like to be born again. You see, but many people have a harder time letting go and forgiving themselves more than they have forgiving somebody else. It's easy for us to forgive somebody else, but we want to hang our past over ourselves and say, hey, but I did this. Right. Unwilling to forgive themselves. But God says this morning to somebody, you forget what the word of God says. He says to somebody in this place this morning in Psalms 103, as far as, as is the east from the west, as far, Far is the east is from the west. You can't find the farthest point. As far as it is. Hallelujah. So far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Oh, the power of the blood of Jesus. Somebody don't count out the power of his blood this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isaiah 64 and 6 says, But we are all as unclean as an unclean thing and all our righteousness are as filthy rags and we all do fade as a leaf and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away all of us i know the word of god says all have sinned and come short of the glory of god your righteousness my righteousness is as filthy rags i'm not going to get it right on my own you're not going to get it right on your own Hallelujah. But the, I believe God is saying to somebody this morning, don't worry about all that. Come as you are. come as you are this morning. I hear the voice of God calling to somebody this morning. Hallelujah. for those that are in Christ today, Jesus says, now, right now, Jesus says, today, not tomorrow, not next week, Hallelujah, not next year, but now, now there is no condemnation. Hallelujah. I read a saw a meme recently that says, you think bleach and sanitizer work good? You should see the blood of Jesus, what it can do. Oh, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, come on. Oh, precious is the blood. Come on right now. Is anybody thankful? If you're thankful for the blood right now, I want you to begin to give God praise. Hallelujah. 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 If you've asked God to forgive you. Of a particular sin. Please this morning rem- remember that the blood of Jesus. Has covered that sin. The devil. He can't go through the blood. He can't go through the blood to get back to that sin. Unless you repeat that sin. And you do not ask for forgiveness again. It's impossible. Because the blood of Jesus is greater. God's grace. God's we know it doesn't give us a license to sin. However, we cannot let the enemy mess with us uh, in our minds either. And we've got to be steadfast this morning and realize, uh, amen, what the enemy's trying to do and say, hey, but God's grace is greater. Galatians 2 and 20 in verse 21 says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet. Not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness came by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Paul was saying, I do not set aside God's grace. Because if righteousness could come through the law, then Christ died for nothing. Oh, I'm thankful this morning for the grace of God. Hebrews 12 and 2 says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and set it down at the right hand of the throne of God. Oh, I know what I felt in prayer this week but uh, getting ready for this message. Uh, I know what I felt and I felt that God was going to call to somebody one set of people that he would call to is those that maybe had a relationship with him at some point point. Uh, and he's saying listen, I know you've been beating yourself up over the head. Uh, I know what you've done but don't worry. My grace uh, is sufficient for you. Uh, my blood uh, is great enough for you. Uh, you've not gone too far. You've not gone past the point of return. Uh, I'm here standing. Uh, the trumpet has not sound yet uh, and here is the grace of God being extended through this pulpit right now to you. And God is saying, uh, my grace is sufficient. Amen. Hallelujah. We know that when we obey Acts 2.38, that God cleanses our conscience from dead work so that we might serve the one true living God. In Acts chapter 2 and 38, we know Peter gave some instructions on the day of Pentecost. He was telling them how to be saved. And you know, I and mean, you could quote it. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized. Every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It doesn't matter whether this is your first time or your hundredth time being here. It doesn't matter whether you've been a Christian for a long time or maybe you're just starting down the road. I'm here to tell somebody right now that God has a great exchange that he wants to make for somebody in this place this morning and for somebody watching online this morning. There's a great exchange that God wants to make. He wants to take your condemnation and your sin and he wants to apply his blood in your life. He wants to apply his grace to your life and he's just waiting for somebody to say, hey, God, I'll receive it. God, I'll take it. God, I need God will take your crooked maze of life and He will turn it into amazing grace. His grace for your condemnation and sin. What a great exchange. I feel the presence of the Lord here right now. You know how it is sometimes when the preacher is preaching you feel like he's looking at me. But the Holy Ghost has been stirring I did not know who would be in this house this morning, but God knew. And the Holy Ghost has been stirring in some hearts this morning. The word of God has been speaking to many of our hearts this morning and saying, hey, there's a fresh start. Today, there's a fresh anointing. Today, there's a fresh place that I can go to in the spirit that I've not been to up to this point. And maybe I've been in a better place, but today, God's grace is saying, come back. I hear the voice of God calling saying, come back and walk with me in the cool of the garden. Come back to your morning meetings with me. Come back to your place with me again. My grace is sufficient. My blood is great enough today. Does anybody hear the voice of God calling to you this morning? Does anybody hear hear his voice calling to you this morning? I think maybe it would just be proper this morning if we just, all of us, where we're sitting this morning, just ask God to forgive us. Because I believe the Holy Ghost is just going to come in this place and restore us and give us strength and rejuvenate us in this house this morning. So wherever you are in the building right now, would you just bow your head? And would you ask God to forgive you of anything that's not like him? Anything that maybe you did or said or whatever. And just say, Lord Jesus, I ask you right now, God, would you forgive me of every sin, God? Would you forgive me, Jesus, of everything that's not like you, God? Lord, those things that I've said, those things, God, that I've thought or done, Lord, I ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name, God, let your blood come now, Lord Jesus, and sweep over, I pray, in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And if you did that, it's so easy right now to feel the presence of the Lord. And right now, these altars are open where you're sitting, wherever, however you want to do it right now. You can lift your hands toward heaven. And you can just begin to praise God. It's as simple as that. And God will do the great exchange whether you're sitting in your seat or you desire to come down to the altar, either place. You can just lift your hands towards heaven and just begin to praise him. And as you begin to praise him and tell him, I love you, Jesus. Lord, I worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. I magnify you or whatever comes to your mind. All of a sudden, there's going to be a heavenly tongue that comes to you. Your lips are going to stammer and your tongue is going to want to flop in your mouth and just let it go. It's not going to be your words, but it's going to be the words of Jesus beginning to speak through you. The Holy Ghost beginning to speak through you and giving you the power of his spirit. So all of this place, can we just lift our hands right now and just begin to praise him? Would you lift your hands? And if you feel to, you can come down. These altars are open right now. Come on, let's come down to these altars if you want to. If you don't feel comfortable, lift your hands where you are right now. Oh, Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray the power of spirit Lord, would sweep across this place. I pray right now, God, that you would help us to realize, Lord God, Lord, that your grace is sufficient this morning. There's power in the blood of Jesus this morning.
1: Oh, Lord, right now we thank you, God,
0: for your extended hand to us. Your hand is extended to us, Jesus, and we thank you, Jesus. We thank oh, you, Jesus. That's it. Just respond this morning. Respond this morning to Jesus. He's going to respond to you. When you lift your hands and your voice, he's going to respond back to you. You're going to feel his loving arms surround you.